Have you ever wondered what it's like to be buried in an avalanche? Weird foreign feeling of despair. Or how it feels to crash a skydive? I remember hearing a thud, feeling my body hit the ground. Or how you would react if you were being attacked by an alligator? At the end of my leg is this huge alligator head on my leg. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a victim of an attack. Dragging me into the bathroom and saying, I'm going to kill you, now you're going to die. You'll hear from a man who discovered a baby. How could this be? How could there be a baby on the ground? And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Clanky County 911, there's a man at my back door. He's trying to get in. What Was That Like is a podcast about real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at What Was That Like. Hello, lovely people. This is another bonus episode. So thank you so much for continuing to support this podcast. I must stop thanking you all. You're tired of hearing it. But uh, you're probably listening to this on Patreon, on Apple subscribers or uh, YouTube members. Um, So thank you so much. I've said it again. It's too much. I shall stop thanking you. You're going to get a big head. Today, well, we've got a big one actually um, because it's very topical. So I made sure I only only recorded it a few days ago, but made sure to get it out now. Usually there's like a bit of a list uh, and it, it goes on like a few weeks after recording. But this is uh, timely. So Danny Masterson, you may remember that we spoke about him or I spoke about him ooh, six, seven months ago because there was a whole big thing going on in Scientology. If you don't know who he is, he's the actor from That 70s Show with big curly hair. Um, and he's a Scientologist and his whole family are, they're all involved and all sorts of allegations have come out about Danny, uh, a lot of allegations suggesting or alleging that he was drugging women and raping them. And so to take us through what's going on, we have Erin Smith-Levin, my longtime collaborator. Go follow him on YouTube on growing up in Scientology. He did grow up in Scientology, of course. And he's going to take us through what's going on because there was a big trial a few months ago and we all expected Danny to go down for it because it was just it just seemed like the evidence was overwhelming. But of course, you know, innocent until proven guilty and you never really know with these things. Uh, and it ended in a sort of mistrial, which was a shock. And we were all wondering, will the prosecution go again? Well, they have done. And it is starting, I believe, on the 11th of April. So if you're listening to this this well in the future, it may have already happened. But if you're listening to this on the day it came out, it's it's starting in a few days. So Erin's going to keep us or get us all up to speed on the ins and outs of the case. And if you'll remember, because I don't think we mentioned this in the interview, uh, Scientology was accused of murdering the pets, killing the pets uh, of some of the accusers of Danny Masterson. So this is really big and scary As always, lots of big episodes coming up, so please stick around. I've gone back to London to do a few more in-person interviews with an ex-Mormon, an ex-Scientologist, and a woman of colour who is a Hasidic Jew as well. Think of that. That's pretty rare and strange and weird, so that's all happening. But now, you're on the edge of the trial, quite potentially, of of the year. The trial of the year uh, of Danny Masterson. It's Aaron Smith-Levin. Aaron, what's going on with the Danny Masterson trial? 
Well, some cool, uh, some pretty cool developments, you know, from, from the perspective of someone who wants to see Dana Masterson found guilty. Uh, so, <clears throat> first of all, jury selection in the trial begins April 17th. Uh, it was going to begin April 11th. And interestingly enough, the judge bumping up uh, the jury selection date by just six days uh, wipes out, almost completely wipes out the possibility that Scientology would be able to infiltrate the jury. Now, most people probably have no idea how you can infiltrate a jury, but some of my friends in Los Angeles who are very familiar with the case, who have experience with Scientology, ran an experiment to see if they could specifically get themselves called for jury duty on the, the earlier start date, April 11th. And they were. They were able to get themselves called for jury duty. Now, I know there's a difference between being called for jury duty and being selected for a jury, but I'm just saying by bumping up this, the jury selection date, um, pushing it out by six days, it wipes out the possibility that any Scientology agents who had managed to get themselves called for jury duty on that day would be wiped out of the jury pool. So, I mean, that's interesting, right? Uh, one of the other things is that a, a brand new victim, now brand new, uh, another person who was attacked, brutally attacked by Danny Masterson back in 2000 up in Canada is being called to testify as a witness in this case. Uh, this person has spoken to the press before, but she was not, she was not involved in the first case. So these are not new charges. Danny's not being charged with this woman's attack, but she is being called to testify. And the judge has said that she can testify. And it's another case where it involves Danny Masterson giving a woman a drink. The woman has some of the drink and all of a sudden is incapacitated and is attacked. And the story, I actually told the story in a video on this channel a few months ago. It's horrible. I won't even, I won't even try to, to do it right now, but it's horrible. And so she, she's testifying. That's horrible news for Danny Masterson. Um, Jane Doe 4 is someone who was allowed to testify in the last case. The defense was trying to get her kicked out of this case. She's being allowed to testify again. Claire Headley, who anyone watching my channel knows who Claire Headley is, Claire Bear. Uh, many of your viewers probably know who Claire Headley is as well. She's being allowed to testify as an expert witness in Scientology. She was not permitted to testify in the last case. The judge has allowed her in this case. That's huge. Wow. Do they, um, do they why? It has to do with the way the defense tried to attack some of the evidence in the case last time. So, and I'm going to, this might sound like a slight going off on a tangent, but give me a sec here. In the first case, the defense has said, had said, we weren't going to deny these events ever occurred. We were just going to argue that they were consensual. They deviated from that strategy. They did, in fact, try to say that certain events never occurred. Something about the way the defense deviated from their strategy contributed to the judge changing her mind a little bit about how much a testimony she was going to allow on the subject of Scientology to the degree that it impacted certain pieces of evidence that were impacted by Scientology. So like Jane Doe 1, for example, wrote a report, a Scientology report, a report that was intended for internal Scientology consumption, wrote a report about the attack, but there were certain details about the attack that she was specifically told to omit from the report. Well, the defense is going to sit there and go, 
she omitted these details because they were never they were never details. She's now making them up. Well, it would take a Scientology expert to testify to explain why those details were omitted from the report. It's not just the word of the defense against the word of Jane Doe one. Scientology has something to do with why certain details were omitted from that report. For example, a firearm was omitted from that report. For example, the R word was omitted from that report. Well, that's because the ethics officer said you're not allowed to put those words in the report. Okay. And so um, I, I'm going to be very interested. To, I, I'm sure the defense is going to be objecting to almost <laughs> every answer Claire tries to give. Of course. Um, but do, I, do think I think. Do you think, Erin, we should just, I'm just wondering, I suppose 90% of people will be familiar with the case. There might be a few sort of straddlers and new people going, hang on, what, who's this? Is this bloke from the 70s show? What, what, the one with the curly hair? What, what's the deal with this? Because he was, I, I guess I should say, he was in Scientology, part of this, one of the celebrities in Scientology, and, and his family were all part of it as well. What's, what, and then what, what happened? Yeah, so Danny Masterson is a, an actor, mo most famous from that 70s show. His entire family are Scientologists. His brothers, sisters, what Jordan Masterson, Chris Masterson, Alana Masterson, Danny Masterson, the four siblings, all successful actors in Hollywood. Um, his mother and father are also both um, professionals in the industry. I always forget. One of them's an agent. The other one's something else, but, but all, all successful. And so Danny, I, um, I, I'm struggling to remember which attack was the earliest attack. I'm aware of one that occurred as early as 1995, 1996. And we've never heard from that woman at all because she's still a Scientologist. Danny is based, has been accused by, it's got to be maybe seven women now of giving them substances and then attacking them in, in, an, adult, in an adult manner, an adult nature, attacks of an adult nature. And in the beginning, it was Scientologists only. And now we're hearing of other attacks of non-Scientologists, even out of the country. So, um, and, and for those not familiar with the first case, there is zero question from a Scientology, Scientology knows Danny did this. There are internal Scientology procedures in place to deal with things like this. You're also in Scientology not allowed to ever report another Scientologist to the authorities for any reason whatsoever, including attacks of this nature, including attacks of this nature against children. So um, the Scientology procedures that exist to deal with things like this did occur. The Scientologists involved in dealing with Danny know that he did these things. The evidence that Danny did these things exists in writing within the world of Scientology. And I believe, so Jane Doe One, her own mother at the time was writing reports to senior Scientology managers complaining about how this thing was being handled. Those reports were not admitted as evidence in the first case. With the testimony of Claire Headley as an expert witness, I think there is a chance we actually might see those reports admitted as evidence. Oh, Wow. Yes. That would be big. And what's a, another interesting thing here is that Jane Doe One, you know, she's out of Scientology now. And when Jane Doe One was in Scientology, Jane Doe One's mother was an advocate on her behalf trying to get justice within the world of Scientology. Jane Doe One's mother is still a Scientologist. And it's actually one of the reasons she ended up not being called as a witness in the first trial is because she was expected to testify 
to uh, to support Jane Doe one's testimony. And yet prior to being called to the stand, she was heard in the hallway outside the courtroom saying things to people that actually would have contra- like she, Jane Doe one's mother was going to torpedo the case. She had already, you know, she had already done her little, um, what do they call it when you, you basically uh, prepping for your testimony? The prosecution thought they knew what Jane Doe one's mother was going to say on the stand. And they heard, she was heard contradicting her own testimony to people outside of the courtroom. And they're like, oh, she's being sent here to torpedo the case. She's being sent in by Scientology to torpedo the case. And so she didn't testify. That's why it's actually very important. It would be very important to the case to get the reports that Jane Doe one's mother wrote when both of them were still in Scientology and have those reports be admitted as evidence instead of having her mother get up there and possibly try to torpedo the whole case, you know, to, to do Scientology's bidding for them. So pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea about that. Isn't that absolutely crazy? So this is the weird thing. And I remember you telling me last time that I think we want to believe almost like, okay, Scientology equals evil. And so they would be celebrating what Danny Masterson did. But I gather from what you told me last time is that that, that wouldn't be the case, that he would actually be you know, in trouble, so to speak. Oh, when you say celebrating what they did, um, no, Scientology, I mean, Scientology does not look kindly upon these types of crimes. It's just that no matter how disgusting the crime is, they're never going to report a Scientologist to the authorities. Mm. And Scientologists in their own way do believe that Scientology auditing is the only way to fix whatever's wrong with people that causes them to commit these types of crimes. I mean, it, it, it doesn't. <laughs> they, they don't. Um, but these two things sort of work in concert with each other, that they believe Scientology is the only thing that can fix people. And they also don't want Scientology's dirty laundry getting into the press or getting into the courts. So, you know, these two things work in concert with each other to um, uh, ultimately protect predators mm -hmm. from accountability in, in any normal societal sense of the word. Um, yeah. No, Scientology like definitely. On, Scientology is definitely not happy with Danny Masterson. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Miscavige would rather this guy just walked in front of a bus. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. And how does you know Tom Cruise and all that? I mean, it's it's just making them all look bad, and it's dragging them through the press. And it's it's an interesting thing. I and mean, we talked about Katie Loman, you know, the, who I interviewed on my channel. Uh, and a lot of people said, why don't they always sort of show that sort of side? Uh, they never do interviews. Uh, David Miscavige is like one interview he did like 30 years ago. I guess it didn't go too well. Tom Cruise won't talk about it now. Um, it's So firstly, I guess I'm thinking it's a bit weird that they don't. You would think they would want to come forward and at least sort of attract more members that way. But the fact that they don't, and then the only thing they're getting now is this Danny Masters. That's the only thing they're in the news about, or Lisa Marie Presley or whatever it might be. It's not a good look for them, is it? No, it's not. I mean... It's a really tough position to be in, like being someone who's responsible for being Scientology's spokesperson or being responsible for Scientology's <laughs> PR. I mean, what a horrible position to be in. It's like trying to defend the indefensible. I mean, especially when, you know, as a, as a PR or as a spokesperson, you're, you're kind of about transparency, accountability, and yet Scientology, just as a matter of its own DNA, is incapable of being transparent and honest. I mean, not just about crimes, but about its own belief system you know the upper confidential levels of scientology are completely unknown to most scientologists and yet those upper confidential levels is what people in popular culture most commonly know about scientology xenu and the body thetans mm. 
and you know all that kind of stuff. That's the confidential levels of Scientology. So how are you supposed to be a Scientology spokesperson? Go in front of a journalist or an interviewer who's done their homework and you have to answer questions about stuff Scientologists aren't even allowed to talk about. I mean, it, it's a pretty, yeah. it's a, it's a pretty unenviable position to be in. <laughs> right, or you get pneumonia and die. <laughs> Bloody hell. So they're in this difficult position right, right now. It doesn't look good for them, but they're not going to come forward. They didn't at the last trial, someone like Tom Cruise. or I mean, who, who are they sending forward to, to speak at these trials? That was trials? the thing. There was only one person who was even scheduled to testify on Danny Masterson's behalf. And I think, was it Bree Schaefer, his assistant? I don't think the defense called a single witness other than like a detective, you know, what the defense has done is they've brought some detectives up there. There's been some detective misconduct in this case. There've been different detectives. There've been detectives taken off the case, new detectives assigned and detectives taken off or taken off for, for cause, for good reasons. And yet, so one or more of these detectives have testified to some inconsistencies in the stories over time. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com heretics and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash heretics. Go to expressvpn.com slash heretics to learn more. Hey, it's Andrew. If you're enjoying Heretics, there's another podcast I want to recommend to you, especially if climate change, global conflicts and an upcoming election are making you feel like we're on the brink of disaster. What Could Go Right is hosted by Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and executive director Emma Varvalukas. On What Could Go Right, the hosts sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues without resorting to pessimism or despair that we hear so often. Instead, they look back at how far society has come and look forward at what it will take to achieve an even brighter future. Is progress on the way? They may not have all the answers, but on What Could Go Right, they're asking the key questions. Tune in to hear interviews with upcoming guests like writer Coleman Hughes, CNN host Fareed Zakaria, and economist Alison Schrager. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, join them every Wednesday on What Could Go Right, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Of course, there would be inconsistencies with memory being imperfect and trauma being included. It would be suspicious if the story was exactly the same every single time with no deviation or extra details included or omitted. So anyway, Scientology did not send anyone up there to actually uh, testify on Danny's behalf. There was, however, one Scientologist named Sean Fabos who used to be one of Jane Doe One's best friends and who has been recorded on secret police recordings admitting and agreeing to everything that, that ha everything Jane Doe has testified to. And yet they called him to the stand and all of a sudden he changed his testimony. All of a sudden he started making up stories that weren't even true. All of a sudden he was saying things like, oh, right after the attack, I went on the family vacation with Jen. Oh, I, I went on a family vacation with um, Jane Doe one and, um, and she was in a bikini and there was no bruising on her at all. Sean was, Sean was never on that vacation. Like he started just making stuff up. And um, so, uh, but, but there was no high profile Scientologist. I mean, it's not like, it's not like they're going to just bring up a character defense. It's not like Tom Cruise is going to take the stand and be like, I know Danny, he's a great guy. So he couldn't have done any of these things. I mean, that's not how these trials work, but it'd um, be great. <laughs> it would be pretty great. Yeah. Just entertainment-wise, yeah. I mean, of course, it is a very serious trial, so I, I will try and remember that. But for Tom Cruise to just turn up and sort of say, you know, but that's not going to happen. Where do you see this one, this one going, this, this new trial? Well, I mean, I got to be careful because um, I was wrong the last time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and, and, uh, and we've got to be careful because last time, Leah Remini got in trouble, didn't she, for tweeting about it because we're influencing a jury. I mean, she didn't get in trouble. The defense tried to, um, <sighs> the defense tried to get the case thrown out every time Leah Remini would tweet about it, basically. But the judge just mm. laughed it off. Um, so when I say be careful, uh, twelve jurors voting on anything unanimously is a high hurdle to clear. And you know, I, I think we should say it's good that it's a high hurdle to clear. It should be hard to convict somebody of something they did 20 yeah. years ago. It should be hard. That being said, I think the complexion of this case of the, of the prosecution here is much different and much better than what we had the first time. I think the introduction of Claire testifying, I think the possibility of being able to see Jane Doe one's mother's reports. Um, there is another expert witness being allowed to testify that didn't testify last time. And that is, um, uh, I think this one, uh, Dr. Ziv, she's someone who, she was the expert witness in the Harvey Weinstein case about how victims of trauma behave, uh, tr trauma of this specific nature. Because, for example, Jane Doe 3, some people who don't understand how victims of trauma behave will say, well, if this really occurred, how come she continued to be in a relationship with him after, after the attack? Okay, well, that's where Dr. Ziv comes into play. There is another person, expert witness testifying for the first time. It's an LAPD criminologist who's an expert in toxicology. In the first trial, the women were not allowed to say that they believe they were drugged. They were not allowed to use the word drugged. And I don't know if that specific ruling in this case has changed. I do know that in the first case, there was no expert witness about toxicology. So, you know, the, the lawyers had to do this little dance. Like, did you have a drink? Yes, I did. Um, how did you feel after the drink? Oh, I felt like this. Had that ever happened to you before? 
No, it didn't. Um, but but they were never allowed to say, "Do you think you were drugged?" Or the, they never they never said, "I felt drugged. I think I was drugged." The introduction of an expert witness about toxicology does seem to indicate the point is going to be driven home to the jurors a little more strongly that wow. Danny drugs women and attacks them. He's been doing it for decades. He's done it in multiple countries. He's done it to Scientologists and non-Scientologists. So, um, so when I say I need to be careful, I think Danny's chances of being convicted here are much greater than, than they were the first time. Remember the first time they also had a guy lie his way onto the jury and, and taint the jury pool. Yeah. Uh, so so you know, that, was that a Scientologist then? He wasn't a Scientologist, but there are some very strange connections mm -hmm. um, between Earl Batiste and his daughter Nina and some former Scientologists and how, you know, this guy Earl just happened to lie his way onto the jury, just happened to be working with the defense team to get the charges thrown out after the trial, just happened to be platformed um, by a former Scientologist uh, to so we could all hear how they just really didn't believe the Jane Doe's. You know, it, it seemed like the defense's strategy was being executed by people unknowingly and unwittingly. And that's pretty much how Scientology would behave. Whether that's really what happened or not, you know, we can't say for sure. But the prosecution asked for more time uh, during the jury selection process, what they call the voir dire is how they said it in My Cousin Vinny. Uh, they said, look, the first time around, we basically had an average of 40 seconds per juror to question them about their jury questionnaires. And we would like more time to make sure that the jury doesn't get infiltrated this time like it did last time. And, and the judge has granted that request as well. So I do think it looks like Danny's, Danny's in some trouble here, I think. And I do yeah. think he will be found guilty, but I just, it, that's the easy thing to say. And I think we just need to see how it goes. I like this voir dire thing, a preliminary voir examination, <laughs> preliminary examination of a witness or the jury pulled by a judge or counsel. And uh, yeah, I remember my cousin Vinny, that was, that was great. And it means uh, to see, to say, voir dire, as you'll remember, as everyone will remember from, from their French lessons, if they <laughs> I didn't take French lessons, Andrew. I grew up in a cult, but... Um, yeah, I sort of know. stopped myself saying it as I was... <laughs> I started to say, as you remember from your normal uh, non-Scientology educational lessons as a child... Oh, wait. And I sort of uh, stumbled and, and tried to say, everybody will uh, all in, have, have done French. Plus, uh, many Americans probably learned... Uh, Spanish when it would be bad this year, I suppose. That's true. So, <laughs> go on. Is learning French a really common thing in uh, in English schools? It's the first one we'd learn. Um, would yeah. be would be typically French, just because it's the nearest country, I suppose. Whereas you guys, I think it tends to be Spanish. It tends to be Spanish, yeah. Yeah. Well, so there, you, there you go. Did you? You're fluent in Spanish, aren't you? I'm fluent in Spanish and French. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and German. I speak conversational Spanish. Do you? Hmm. Yes. That's a risky I mean, thing to say because I will test you later. No, no, no. Not like <laughs> we're just hanging out on the corner shooting the shit Spanish. More like I can get around in a Spanish country. <laughs> yeah. I would like to buy some clothes from the shop, that kind of thing. Hey, did you um, hear about uh, what Ashton Kutcher had to say recently about his friend Danny Masterson? How recently? I think this is. I think this is new. new oh no, it was it's not that new? It's from a couple of months ago. I remember doing a video about something he said, which is like, "I want him to be innocent." Yes. 
Yeah, I was very critical of what Ashton said. It's like Ashton knows an awful lot about what Danny Masterson has done and has been involved in mm, not... Um, I'm not going to say that Ashton has been involved in non-consensual situations, but I'm saying Ashton knows exactly what Danny has done. And um, yeah, Ashton playing dumb about this is like, Ashton, you're better off just not saying anything at all. Like, my God, it was such a, yeah. it's a really weird thing to say about someone who's under these kinds of allegations. And as you, you say, he, he presumably knows about them. And he, he said, yeah, someday his kid is going to read about this. Uh, like Ashton knows the Jane Doe's. It, it's not, it's not like it, he only knows his friend, Danny and uh, boy, he should, he knows the Jane Doe's. He knows them personally. Be Ashton, Ashton's entire circle was composed of Scientologists. It's really amazing that Ashton himself wow. never actually got into Scientology. Knowing um, he knows the Jane Doe's just as much as he knows Danny. So I'm going to be like, oh, gee, I sure hope my friend's innocent. Well, are you saying your other friends are lying? Like just, he's so, he'd be so much better off just saying nothing. Well, he mitigated what he said with a, a weird sentence, which because he said, he said he also wholesale feels for anybody who feels like they were violated in any way. I find that wholesale really weird. I know people use it as a sort of expression, but wholesale is, you know, the business of selling goods in large quantities. It's just the wholesale, <laughs> he sort of commercially in large quantities feels for anybody who feels like they were violent. So again, it's really downplaying what happened to these women and just using a weird commercial metaphor. Yeah, I think there's a different definition for that word, which just means like without exception. Yeah. It's still weird, though. I find it weird. And he goes, ultimately, I can't know. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the DA. I'm not the victim. And I'm not the accused. And so in that case, I don't have a space to comment. I just don't know. Except to say, I hope he's found innocent. So he did comment. He's saying he, he didn't comment. Yeah. He could have said, what do I know? I grew up in a cult. I'm pretty sure. I, I think Ashton did grow up in it, was in a cult. I think Ashton grew up in a cult, just not Scientology. Ashton Kutcher grew up in cult. So no I might be, I might be getting him mixed up with another... Uh, another celebrity am i getting him mixed up with joaquin phoenix i'm getting yeah, him mixed up with joaquin children phoenix, of god right? uh, he was the children of god cult uh joaquin phoenix but uh, ashton grew up in a conservative roman catholic family there you go no i'm just kidding um <laughs> yeah what do i know i'm not the judge or the jury it's like then shut then just shut up then just shut yeah. up to say that you hope he's found innocent is like saying you hope the other women are lying. I mean, it's just a, it's a weird thing to say, but you know what? Uh, probably I'd probably find fault with anything he said on it. You know, <laughs> even if he said nothing, I'd probably find fault with it, but at least he would have said nothing. <laughs> he said a weird thing for, for a guy who must have loads of Hollywood PR people around him. He said a pretty weird thing that he probably shouldn't have um, said. So, Okay, so let's say Danny is found guilty. I mean, is it the same as what we were talking about a few months ago? Are we talking about life in prison? I think it's 45 years to life. I think if he's found wow. guilty of two of the three counts, God, am, am I, do I have that? Do I have it wrong? It's either up to 45 years or 45 years to life. I don't want to Google it right now. I feel either like it's way, a min, I feel like it's a minimum of 45 years. I mean, the guy's 45 years would pretty much be life. Um, even if, you sir, what is Danny? Danny's got to be late forties, right? How yeah. old is Danny Masterson? Do you know? I'm gonna say forty-six. How old is Danny Masterson? It's it's quite a remarkable. Yeah, he's forty-seven. Uh, 
47. It's a remarkable, um, I don't know. I, I don't know a better system. There isn't one that I know of, but this idea that just on a technicality, he, oh, right now he's off and he's free forever. But now, oh no, we're going to retrial and now he might go to prison forever. And there's no sort of in-between. And if he were not a psychopath, I think, you know, he wouldn't be able to live each day right now. Like that kind of uncertainty. Your life can go in two incredibly different directions. But it, from, you know, by all accounts, he is a little bit of a psychopath and just very arrogant and probably thinks yeah. he'll just go. I mean, his him. attitude in the courtroom the first time around was just horrible. I mean, his friends were there. They were intimidating the witnesses. They were spying on the witnesses in the bathroom. I mean, honestly, you haven't heard some of these stories. Like some of Danny's crew, the, the girls would go into the bathroom and hide up in the in the bathroom stalls and wait in there to hear what the victims were talking about with their attorneys in the bathroom and shit. Um, they would come in with a whole crew of people um, and just like stare down the witnesses and their and any other Scientologists, former Scientologists who showed up to support them. And actually, it's one of the things. There was a hearing. There was a hearing on Monday about these violations of what they call Marcy's law. Marcy's law is a series of laws put in place to protect victims as they're going through uh, the legal process like this. And it turns out that um, the judge, no one had really ever brought it to the judge's attention before that these things were happening outside the courtroom during the trial. And so uh, it sounds like there's going to be more safeguards put into place. But like, like if you're in Danny's shoes, I mean, like you're pointing out, your life could go two drastically different directions, just hinging on one decision. And you still have the audacity to show up with your crew and continue to harass and victimize these women. Like <laughs> no humility whatsoever. No just showing up and being on your best behavior. You know, I don't know. I think it speaks mm -hmm. to his state of mind and the state of mind of those around him. Yeah, yeah, and and do do you think that is something in in growing up in in Scientology? I don't mean you, but I mean him. Uh, is there is there this sort of is that partly why he has that attitude? I I think it contributes to it. You know, the, the you're with us or you're against us. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean that's very expressly stated by Hubbard many times as far as Scientology is concerned. You're either with us or against us, and and I think the way that they would be looking at it at this point is it's not just. Um, getting justice, you know, like that's not how Scientologists think about it. Scientologists don't actually think that the justice system exists to bring about justice. They think only Scientology can bring about justice. So they would see what the Jane Doe's are doing as not an attempt to get justice, but an attempt to uh, destroy Scientology and the reputations of leading Scientologists. That's how they would be looking at it. It wouldn't be something horrible was done to you and you're trying to get justice. It would be you're trying to destroy Scientology. So do you do you want to open up to a few questions from people? Sure. Yeah, maybe that that could be nice. We'll just talk for a little a little more. Uh, people do, do try and keep uh, keep them Danny Masterson centric, but I guess we, we can answer anything. Uh, and like I said at the beginning, because you might just be joining us now, we've experimented in in streaming this to both of our pages. So growing up in Scientology and on the edge with Andrew Gold. So go and check out both, and maybe let's just play. If you want to help us, play them all. Uh, play one of them on mute and hit the like and comment on both or whatever. You guys are so helpful. Uh, with these things anyway. So uh, we very much appreciate it. So here's a question from, uh, oh, I've tried to click it. There we are. From Devon Lara. Is the new Jane Doe the one you talked about who went to that rap party with her stepdaughter or someone else? There's so many at this point. Yep, that's the one. Hmm. That is the one. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I believe this was in Vancouver. Um, she's already done interviews in the press. So I, I won't say her name only because I'm not sure that the court is going to use her name. But if you do search my channel for, and it's something like another, another Danny Masterson victim comes forward, in, and, and the video is about two or three months old, um, I, do, I do talk about the details. And yeah, she's not the only one who was attacked. Her stepdaughter was also attacked. It's just not clear whether uh, the attacks occurred in separate rooms. And it's just not a clear whether Danny was involved in both attacks. I'm, I have to assume the DA's already, uh, you know, looked into that, and that's why the stepdaughter is not coming to testify, or maybe the stepdaughter didn't want to testify. So, uh, I got one about me by Anik Nicola. Yes, I am, but I won't say where. I used to say where I lived, and because of the nature of the videos we make, I, it's no longer. Even though in, you know it's a city. I should, I should say a place it's not, it's just to give people. Uh, Edinburgh, that's where I live. And uh, there you go. <laughs> Come and find me in, 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 up in Edinburgh. Come and find me up in Edinburgh. That's where I'm going to be. Uh, let's see. Have we got more questions from, uh, from people? Let's see, because I was, I was collecting them, and then it bloody cut out, didn't it? doesn't look like there are that many questions, really. I think There's a ton do. of questions. Oh, or maybe, you, maybe I can't see them on, on you. Maybe it's... Oh, maybe they're coming in on my channel. That might be the case. I'm mm, not sure. Mm, mm. Okay, so this is weird. Watching AA Ron on on the edge. Yeah, so it's funny because we're on we're streaming on your channel, and yet I'm the I was the single the single face doing live on <laughs> your channel. It was really funny. Okay, yeah. so but you know what? If if anyone could take it over, if I'm ever unwell. I insist, Erin, that you step up in my place and and take my <laughs> interviews and things, extra work. You, uh, you know, I think that's a great idea. Uh, let me see. I'm scrolling through. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, at least um, great expression to freeze on. I mean, at least it was a normal looking expression. Oh my god, was was it normal? Was it was it all it, right? It, it was pretty normal. It okay. was pretty normal. Okay. Um, so, oh, we've got a question here from Michelle Moore. Oh, sorry, did Go you just ahead. put one up? Uh, no, 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 hey no. guys, did I miss the hearing if this case is televised or not? Assuming not, what verdict do you put it? And that's a good thing because I was actually going to ask as well, you know, because last time basically did we was the only press we got was like Tony Ortega. Was that it? Are we what's the deal with that? So the 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 uh, it's not going to be televised. There's no cameras allowed in the courtroom. And guys, the only one of the only reasons the last trial got as much press as it did is because it was happening at the same time as the Harvey Weinstein trial. So whenever the Weinstein trial was, uh, they would be popping back and forth to get a little bit of a, a two for one. But you know, the, the Danny Masterson courtroom was almost never filled up on any given day. It was quite empty, even though the courtroom is quite small. So because there isn't some other big case going on at the same time, we might even have less coverage. I might have to go out to LA myself and, um, and watch this thing. Did you, are you frozen again? Or are you just being very still? I'm just being still. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm reading. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, oh, there you go. You're very good at that actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. How, how embarrassing. But, but uh, yeah, go on. Were you, were you, what were you saying? Well, I mean, I, I do predict, I'm, I'm predicting a guilty verdict. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to predict a not guilty verdict. I'm definitely, I think it's, I think a guilty verdict is very likely, much more likely than last time. Uh, it's not going to be televised. Um, 
yeah, Masterson just isn't really a big enough celebrity for this to be a case that gets a lot of press attention. Tony Ortega wasn't the only person reporting on it. He was just the only person publishing like a, a, a real-time transcript of the thing four times a day. There was just as much reporting on it from other sources, but, um, but no one else was sitting there you know, being a court reporter and just typing a, a transcript, which is what Tony was doing. But it got press not just from the other press and stuff. It was I, I actually think it was one of the first big times that, and maybe this is just my own arrogance, that alternative press, which is us, were really reporting and getting huge numbers of people interested in this trial because we wanted people to know about what he'd done. We wanted to expose this. So it, it wasn't just, we weren't really talking about the Weinstein stuff at all. We, we, we just went with Danny and people were fascinated. So I don't know. Do you think you will go down there? I think it's likely. I think it's likely. It's, it's in LA, is it? Yeah. Uh, it's just so far. Because otherwise, I'd, if it was like Florida, maybe I'd come as well and we could hang out and something. But That'd be fun. Yeah, just LA Not Florida, so though. Far. Not Florida. Yeah, it's, it's far, that's far for you. What would it be like? a? Well, it's a six-hour flight just to the east coast of the United States, right? Yeah, yeah. So what is another four, probably 10 or 11 hours? I've been yeah. a few times to California. Had a nice time. Met some nice people. Uh, but to just go and then I'd sort of be hanging out outside the court because can people just go in? Oh yeah, open to the public. There's no reserved seating. There's some reserved seats for the prosecution side and the defense side, but otherwise it's open court. Anybody can go in. I see, I see. Uh, oh, thank you to Jen Nelson. Andrew, I saw your interview with Susie from Haiti. It was heartbreaking. Thank you so much for having her on and shedding light on this. Did you see that, um, Aaron? Did you see that? I did not. I didn't. I actually can't talk about what it's about because I was about to and it would just demonetize this video because that one was oh. demonetized. But it's something horrible. Hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Melody Marotta. Are Danny's lawyers Scientologists? No, 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 no. Danny's lawyers are not Scientologists. Hmm. I'm not aware of any Scientologist criminal defense attorneys. Okay. Must be some. I don't know. I mean, the only criminal defense attorneys are the ones who defend. The only Scientologist uh, criminal defense attorneys are the ones who actually defend Scientology itself sometimes. So Rick Moxon is a Scientologist and an attorney, and he represents Scientology in, in many affairs. Um, so the main Scientology, the main attorney representing any Scientologists who have potentially. Um, been witnesses in the masters and stuff is a woman named Vicki Podbereski, but she's not a Scientologist, but she is, I did an estimate uh, with Jeff Augustine the mm. other day. She's, she's billing Scientology as much as $60,000 a week. <laughs> Bloody hell. For There's nothing case, for them. For a case where Scientology is not even on trial. That's where your Scientology. That's where your money is going to. To all you Scientologists forking over your hard-earned cash, sixty thousand oh dollars a week to Vicky Podbreski and her and her clan. Oh, that is mad. Right. Question from Colonel Brock. A.A. Ron was Mike Rinder considered as a Church of Scientology export? What does that mean? I think they meant expert. Oh, <laughs> well then, yes, I imagine. So I don't know if he was considered. I'm not like in the loop on the whole prosecution side of things oh in and, court yeah yeah in court as opposed to claire headley mm -hmm. um 
And this this kind of matches up with another question I saw there, which is, aren't they going to claim that Claire Headley is biased? Well, yes, but that's the point of being certified as an expert witness. An expert witness, you, you might have a bias, but you're an expert on this subject and you're testifying about this subject. So she's not getting up there to be like, David Miscavige is mean. She's there to testify about the policies and procedures and technical bulletins of Scientology. And, and her testimony will be limited to that. It's possible that Mike was considered. I believe actually he might, may have been, but um, you know, because he has also co-hosted a TV show and has a podcast with Leah Remini, I think it would be harder to get him introduced as an expert because of the bias issue. I mean, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying, right? Because he's such oh, yeah. a high-profile public person in that regard. But that's just my opinion. I don't even know if that's true. We've got a couple of people asking about Dodge Landersman. We've got Robin Tweet there, uh, and we've got Lydia von Stretchclaw also. Will we get Dodge this time? Thank you for you know the super chats and all that. What do you think? I don't think so, because Dodge took a job working for Valuetainment, a massive YouTube channel and company oh. in Miami. So Fantastic. Dodge is working for Patrick Bet David's company, and uh. he is essentially a traveling journalist for them. I just don't know that they give a damn about the Danny Masterson case. So I'm not, if I had to guess, I don't think Dodge is going to be covering the case. I see. I see. So no, no Dodge there. That's interesting, though. He's Patrick Bet David. That's, that's big, big time. That is big time. Yes. And, it, and it's a pay raise from the job that he got fired from. And, and now oh. he's in Miami. I mean, beautiful, right? Are you guys hanging out? I mean, Miami's four hours away. <laughs> oh, see, everything in my head is like America over there. Uh, yeah, it's a four-hour drive. Um, yeah. I've only I've driven said, through. I've only driven through yeah. Miami. I've never even spent or any time or visited any places in Miami. That's funny because I have a couple of times, but uh, it's is funny because right? I've been saying to to Aaron. Uh, that I've got uh, like more my wife's family. They've got some family in, in Miami, so we'll go stay and then we can all hang out. But obviously, it's still four hours away, so it is like Edinburgh too, the mysterious place that I live in, four hours away <laughs> from from their drive. Well, maybe more than four hours, to be honest. Um, let's see what other questions we've got. Um, well, there's more of a statement from Positive Exploration saying, "Hi, on Ashton Kutcher, I think it's especially a weird thing for someone who speaks out on other of those kinds of things and these horrible things. Why?" not defend uh horrible things if he was going to say anything yeah why not defend the victims good point i'll get that off the screen i want to i want to say something here go on ashton kutcher has a sister his sister has a child the types of photographs that ashton's sister posts of her child and that ashton kutcher comments on about what great photos they are those photos would probably get most people put into jail. Yeah. Shut up. So if you want to talk about weird behavior from Ashton Kutcher, I'm not going to name names or anything because I'm not trying to direct people to look at these photos. But Ashton Kutcher has a sister. Her sister, His sister has an Instagram account where she posts the most incredibly inappropriate photos of her own offspring. So... And Ashton Kutcher supposedly has an app specifically designed to detect and prevent this type of content on oh, the internet. No way. And he's commenting on his own sister's photos that, like, I don't even want to describe them. They're disgusting. Oh, my God. 
I, I, so, n- I never get people with how they do that with their kids and stuff. I, I, you know, people like to put their kids, that's, you know, fine. But when it's like that, I think it shows. And guys, I'm not talking about nursing photos or something. Uh, just, just for the record, I'm not being, a, I'm not being like, um, you know, anyway, I'm just commenting. There, there's some weird stuff with Ashton Kutcher. That's weird. That is weird. And it, 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 at the very least, it shows a total ignorance about what kind of people are viewing uh, the photos. And that's that's being kind, I think, uh, in, in sort of judging that behavior. Um, we've got a bit of a cheeky one from Colonel Brock. Do you want to see it? Sure. Colonel Brock asks, AA Ron, will you be watching Tony Ortega's reporting? Oh, absolutely. Well, there you go. That's all you have to say. <laughs> Nothing more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I? <laughs> there you go. Will you be watching it? Why wouldn't you? I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, Love Sherlock says, are you hearing this, Osa? Do you think Osa, the Office of Special Affairs, is it, will be, from Scientology, be watching this right now? Oh, 100. Osa watches every minute of every video um, anyone does on Scientology, including you. Hmm. Um, and absolutely. They it's also just so you know have the ability to to know whenever people they're interested in book book uh, plane travel everywhere. Did you know that? No. So they'll know if I've booked a flight somewhere. Yes, they can set up an alert in their little computer system to let them know of any flights that you book. So they have because uh, there's some uh, legal entity that they own and control by oh. virtue of by virtue of owning a cruise ship. So because they own a cruise ship, they have the databases and the software designed for, you know, itinerary. And they, they basically have an in-house travel agency. And mm-hmm. so they can, if the travel agencies, you can, you can see when people book tickets. That's why I don't always try to be all coy and discreet when I'm going somewhere. Cause it's like Scientology already knows where I'm uh-huh. going. They at least know what city I'm flying into. So I may not tell them if I'm driving to another city after I land, I may not tell them, I'm, I'm not going to say what hotel I'm staying at, but they already know what cities I'm traveling to and when I'm traveling. And if you're on their radar, then they know the same for you. Oh, my, my, all my journeys from Edinburgh, my, my lovely home, they know all about, about, about that. Uh, what is a C-mount, something Sea Org related, True Tech asks, you know? No, I've, never heard the word, I've never heard the word before. Okay, there we go. That's we don't know. Um, and then... There we go. Elizabeth Roberts wants to know if the trial verdict could inspire more of these kinds of trials against Scientology members. Um, no, I don't think that's a factor here. Remember, uh, it's not a matter of just like inspire more trials. It's the prosecutors of the world who decide whether to bring charges against Scientology. It's not, it's not the victims. So um, now you might want to go, okay, if, if Danny were found guilty, could that encourage more victims to come forward? Yes, I think that's, I think that's safe to say. I think if I, if I were in a victim's shoes and I thought there was no real, uh, very low likelihood of getting justice, I'd be like, why bother? So maybe, maybe in that sense it would. But um, I would say people have been coming forward for a long time, and in many cases, prosecutors decide not to move forward. So, um, so could a victory like this inspire more prosecutors to to be a little more adventurous in bringing cases? Perhaps. Hmm. It's, inter- it's an interesting thought. And I- I'm sure that like any secretive organization, there's more 
to come out from things that other members have have been doing. Uh, I got a question from Lady Veritas that I'm just I'm just sorry, Lady Veritas, and thank you for the the super chat. I, I don't I don't even know who's they're all for, but uh, I, I don't want to put it up just because I'm trying not to put the R word up too often on this video, uh, in case YouTube takes it down. But is the R word a criminal act? If so, why is it normally dealt with internally? Ron Hubbard said, "Always follow the laws of the land." I mean, L. Ron Hubbard saying always follows follow the laws of the land was just something he said. Uh, so wait, the question was what it is what whether uh, uh, what, what Danny Marston did, whether it's a criminal offense. Well, is it a criminal offense yeah, in of Scientology? Of course, no, I think is. in real life, but they, and then and then with that, but 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 Elwin Hubbard said to follow the laws of the land. But I, I guess what you're saying is he said a lot of things. You know, he said a lot of things, and also violating what he said doesn't necessarily get you kicked out of Scientology. It just means you get in trouble. Now, Danny mm. Masterson did get in trouble for what he did to Jane Doe one in Scientology. He did get in trouble. Uh, he got in a lot of trouble. He even had to. Uh, there was even a there was even a confidential at the time settlement between Dana Masterson and Jane Doe 1 that Scientology put in place to try and um, make it more likely that Jane Doe 1 would, would keep her mouth shut in the, in, in the many years to come. So uh, yes, it's a crime. Yes, L. Ron Hubbard said you shouldn't do things like that. Um, but that doesn't mean Scientology is going to turn you over to the authorities or cooperate in any way with the authorities. Oh, there you go. Uh Claire Kennedy wants to know how she can contact me. Just go on Twitter or Instagram or something. Uh, you can find me there and probably the same for Erin, I guess. Um, Timothy Sherry Ayla did uh, Danny Marston, not David Miscavige, uh, get any treatments from Scientology for his actions. Is that why they wouldn't have wanted him to be treated by the justice system? Well, those two things are not mutually exclusive. So yes to the first part and no, that's not the reason for the second part. So yes, he did get treatments or so-called handlings in Scientology specifically for what he did to Jane Doe 1, but they don't want anything dragged into the justice system. They don't want any matters between Scientologists dragged into the justice system. Now, if you're a Scientologist and a non-Scientologist does something to you, you're allowed to bring that into the justice system. Scientologists are not inherently against participating in the justice system, just not on any matters concerning Scientologists where both parties are Scientologists. Hmm, interesting. I think, I think that is all the questions we've got for now. Um, okay. Apart from Love Sherlock saying, did you all hit the like button on both of the videos on both of our channels? Um, are you ready to wrap up, Aaron? Is there anything more you wanted to say? Uh, no, I think uh, this was a good chat. This was a good summary. And uh, yeah, I mean, hell, we've already been going for almost an hour now. Mm -hmm. I can put it out as one of my audio podcast episodes now. Nice pretty cool so thank you everybody for joining us uh, like i say we put this out on both of our channels yeah well let me let me let me do tell i mean since i'm um uh to the let me see to the mm. 1200 people who are watching on my channel definitely mm. subscribe to andrew gold in oh, the video okay. description on the first line i'll put a little link to his channel andrew's got some of the best interview content on youtube he's a rock oh. star Thank and every now and so then much. he does he does his little Tom Cruise look like contest. He puts on his black turtleneck and he talks about Scientology. I lost the turtleneck. 
<laughs> oh no way yeah well it had a hole in it and my girlfriend said oh go and go and take it back and i was like it's only a small hole like you know what if and she was like you've got to take it back and change it so i went and did that and when i did that i gave it back i said right do you have any like another one and they said no no we don't we don't do those anymore it was done it was marks and spencer uh and i was like oh and i thought that's a scientology hand there they purposely put a hole in my jumper <laughs> so that i would go and change it and not be able to get it again to look like i think like the whole world no longer has the tom cruise sweater like they've, they're now out because he realized i was mocking him a bit but uh thank you erin and i always love it when people come over and they say they've come from aa ron i love that uh so so uh please do i, I do a lot on scientology as as you know and but also other cults and extreme religions lots on hasidic judaism recently which i've been really enjoying uh and and look for the the 600 or so watching live on mine at the moment you probably already follow AA Ron, but if you don't, you're missing a treat. It's growing up in Scientology. It's the best source on Scientology. You can get right into all the details on there as well. So go and follow his amazing channel. I think I think we're all good, aren't we? Thank you. I think we're all good. Cool. Well, cheers, guys. Have, have a good evening, everyone. Thank you, Aaron Smith-Levin. Go follow him on Growing Up in Scientology. Thanks to all of you for continuing to support the podcast. I hope that was elucidating. Let me know if you've got any thoughts. Follow on Twitter and Instagram. It's all uh, a sordid affair. And, well, there's only so much I can say because he hasn't been uh, proven guilty at this point. So we will be watching. I will be watching and, and probably doing more as this case develops. Have a good week, everyone. 